Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVN 93.7 FM. The web, the app, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500. Got to forward that phone. Hour two. I'll get to your text uh, momentarily. D-Dowd must go to my left. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, good afternoon. And as you know, uh, I'm a numbers guy, Eddie, and I'm uh, interested in what you just sent me. It's uh, just, you know, the COVID narrative... Day by day, week by week, just continues to fall apart, no matter what Tony Fauci tells you. I know Tony Fauci wants you to stay in your house for the next five years, but it's not, uh, there's, there's, there's a larger story to be told. It is a bit of a healthcare mafia, ain't it? It really is. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if, if you look at, I mean, I think they're, they're really horrible you know, so-called leaders like Michelle Lujan Grisham who are doing this for political reasons, but the people who aren't really benefiting politically from this but still cling to this narrative of this, you know, the most catastrophic pandemic in American history. Uh, you know, we, we all can't leave the house until that vaccine comes along. Then the data just don't support that, that extreme hysteria. We will get into Bill Richardson, hour three. Uh, by the way, I'm so, so familiar with the uh, Democratic governor, Bill Richardson, accused of taking bribes, kickbacks to find uh, or to fund debauched lifestyle, including uh, sexual favors and services. I uh, already knew that it was going to hit the Daily Mail before any of you did. Let's just uh, put it that way. So we'll talk about that during our third hour, the October surprise coming uh, any day now uh, as well, both locally and nationally, and excited to talk about that uh, with you. Uh, For those who are wishing to dictate how and when I release information, uh, no can do. It doesn't work that way. So uh, we are uh, knee-deep in it. Zero Ranch is at the epicenter of so much. Of the corruption, you'll hear names like Hunter Biden, Paul Pelosi, and, of course, Chris Hines of EGK Group, amongst a number of other politicians. And uh, I've already referenced uh, right down, I believe, on uh, Friday that we are sitting on here a $28 billion, which is the third largest sovereign fund in the entire country. Absolutely incredible. And uh, there's a lot of people trying to get to that uh, $10 billion for the uh, para, another $8 billion coming from the uh, New Mexico education. And uh, you're looking at uh, roughly about uh, $45 billion that we're sitting on here in the state of New Mexico. And let's just say there's a lot of people touching it. Just nobody here in the state of New Mexico. Let's talk about COVID, uh, shall we? 550, 50, And uh, I should say before we do that, I did promise uh, the listeners – uh, right down, I said I would read their text messages. Indeed. All right. We don't want to make our uh, listeners mad. Congrats, Eddie. Well, way to go on the uh, fourth uh, win. Fourth in uh, a row, by the way. Fourth in a row, yeah. Uh, Eddie, what is going on with Brad Parscale's suicide attempt? Sounds like a possible setup. I actually floated that idea. I'm glad that uh, you guys said that it was a setup. So um, this is what happens with jaded and uh, people who are removed from their positions. Uh, I think it's fair to say they can be bought. Um, They are going to be feeling like they need to do something else. And I believe that this entire thing with Brad Parscale is a setup. Let me read this uh, very quickly uh, for you. This coming from The Sun, which is the sixth largest uh, uh, publication in the world. There's 12 different photos. Brad Parscale with the New York York, uh, Yankees, uh, shirtless, six foot eight of them. I actually met him when he was running uh, the campaign here. He was here uh, the day after um, the rally for uh, Donald Trump. But it said cops in Fort Lauderdale have released footage of Donald Trump's former campaign manager, Brad Parscale, being 
hurled to the ground by police officers on Sunday. So uh, police confiscated 10 guns, including six handguns, two shotguns, two rifles from his home in Florida after his wife told him he was suicidal and had physically assaulted her. Now, do I believe that anything actually happened? Ah, believe it or not, I don't. Way too much video, way too much stuff that happened. The timing of this is also very interesting. Just a uh, couple of days uh, before the first debate. And I think the Democrats are trying everything. And I believe, I would contend that it may be even possible that Brad could have actually got paid to do a stunt like this mm. uh, to create some dissension since he doesn't have any connection whatsoever to uh, Donald Trump's campaign any longer. So sure. it wasn't working the way that it was. I mean, stranger things have happened, but I will tell you that, that I'm uh, a bigger advocate of that. I don't actually think that this whole thing is real. I know that he's going to get a slap on the hand. He'll have an attorney that will help him pro bono, and uh, no charges will be pressed, and they'll return all his guns eventually, and he'll check himself into you know, uh, uh, an institution or some sort of treatment uh, temporarily, right, Dowd? Mm, and then he'll attend one class, and then somebody will clear him. That's the way that's going to work. That's that's classic. Yeah, I mean, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, as uh, a wise man once said. I don't know. Wow, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, by the way, just keep getting... Okay, I... I, I, I... Oh, okay, uh, more stuff. Let me get to my... Are, uh, I can't breathe. A giant uh, woman with a I can't breathe shirt. Thank you. I'm not sure why I needed that, but <laughs> Eddie, you're right about the shots fired calls. We have gunshots in our neighborhood virtually every night, and the people have given up calling because these units never respond, or if they do, it's hours after the people have already fled. I've had multiple homes in our area hit by errant bullets. If we're going to call a murder gun violence, then should we call DWI deaths car violence or beer violence? Excellent be, point. It Excellent should be point. noted that some of the main instigators in that traffic incident was the president of Paws and Stripes and her husband. Remember that next time you're going to donate to Paws and Stripes. I don't know what, uh, what, I don't know what that is. Uh, sounds like a veterans organization, but I will, I will look it up. It, it is. I, I know Paws and Stripes, but I don't know what the main instigators and what traffic incident. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the the car the 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 car that. Ran down the BLM protesters. I think maybe what was what we were talking about. Oh, um, Animal Humane New Mexico. Pause I don't think strength. anybody was instigating anything. We were actually <laughs> saying the opposite. I'm yep. uh, those no crime committed. Uh, right. the, the person who drove through those people in the streets, get the hell out of the streets. Absolutely. Do you have a permit to even be there? Did they pull a permit to protest the Breonna Taylor? That's what I want to know. Because as far as I'm concerned, they were interfering with traffic. Uh, since when did the lo the laws apply to social justice warriors? There we go. Uh, MLK's dream has turned into his worst nightmare for choosing a VP, a Supreme Court justice, police chiefs, and others based on the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Indeed. Thank you, Obama. Uh, Eddie, your guest is great. That would be uh, Detective Sean Willoughby. Thank you. Uh, of course the mayor is running the department. It doesn't matter who the chief is. The new chief, new boss, same as the old boss, right? Uh, yeah. According to uh, the who. The new chief replaced a really good commander at the airport with someone that is lazy and incompetent. <laughs> the new chief. We read them as we, they come in. I'm not responsible for the content of the information, just so long as they're not expletive. Probably kind of easy work in security, no matter what level of security you are at the Sunport the last six months, given the uh, implosion of New Mexico's economy, driven by radical, unnecessary lockdowns. Eddie, this was spotted in the Southwest today on the Catholic Charities digital sign. Please call and complain. All lives matter. 
I called. I hope you will, too. All Lives Matter. Uh, they're a former advertiser of mine, and they know where I am at on the political scale. And um, you're welcome to go ahead and uh, call that number if you feel like. Uh, you could call Catholic Charities. and It's a free country. I'm still, I'm still glad we're flexing our First Amendment muscle. Eddie, congratulations on winning the best radio personality. You deserve it. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much, JP. Uh, we should hire an ex-MDC officer for police chief. Those women are serious. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. This right. must be coming from a woman who's dealt with them in the uh, in the Pinta. Did you know that's what it's called, the Pinta? Oh, is it really? Yeah, the Pinta. And is the is the Nina and the Santa Maria part of it, too? Or, I don't know. We, we have to follow the Obscure data historical and the science, <laughs> Eddie. We have to follow the data and the science. Uh, Eddie, you have to review Saturday's Orc Midnight about cultism and child trafficking, also about Jeffrey Epstein and a documentary movie. Yeah, and that one's called Silent Scream. You can pick it up on Amazon, and I always listen to my station. Uh, third hour, you can pull up the uh, Silent Scream uh, on Amazon. Uh, I think it's two hours, four minutes. Uh, I was going to start. Uh, let me see really quick. Uh, let's see. Silent hmm. Scream is the name of that. Uh, and he doesn't make any money for um, the movie. I know that. Uh, 1984 anti-abortion film? No, not that one. That's, that, that's no good. Yeah. It's a, uh, what, what do you call it? Amazon Prime? Oh, okay. Amazon Prime. I am not Silence. a, uh, I am not a member, but I, well, I we can don't, go to, we, I can we go to Amazon. We read more than uh, everything. You want to uh, check out something uh, very cool? Go to uh, Rescue 411. That is really, oh, there we go. Uh, watch Silent Scream. Oh, it's actually a whole genre. No, that's not a silent scream. Well, we'll find it. I'll share that information. Arc Midnight, 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday nights. Uh, take a listen. Uh, very cool. Uh, let's see what we've got. And finally, uh, sorry, I was a lot more clear in that. The director of Paws and Stripes and her husband created a nonprofit called... All right, I'm not going to read that because uh, it could come off as slander from one person to another and doesn't deserve any airtime. 550-5500. Let's get to these uh, COVID numbers, shall we, Dowd? Yeah, and, and uh, we, I know it, you were taken aback once you saw this information. Well, I mean, it, it's it's interesting um, because we're supposed to believe we're experiencing the worst pandemic in, in a century. Who was this a, uh, a friend of yours, an acquaintance? Uh, I don't know the gentleman's name. Who, who I'm not it. a smart man, but I know what, what love, love is. is. Uh, yeah, it's a very smart man, and he is well credentialed. What's the highest academic credential you can get? Postdoc. He's got one of those. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what do you think the most intelligent people probably work at here in the city? Oh, in this city? Yeah. Uh, the Rock of Talk? Uh, well, wow. <laughs> Besides here. Wow. <laughs> I was definitely not trying to stay here. Uh, uh, I, I would assume they'd work in the nuclear security there enterprise. There you go. I yes. would say let's that, just that leave would it be. We'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Uh, we'll leave it right there. So I'm trying to open up the uh, the, the the very... Very good graphs here. And yeah. this is important from the standpoint that you need to understand just how bad it is compared to last year or if it's even bad. And the fact of the matter is it is not. And you look at the death rates in several states compared to us, and it doesn't look – so So here's, the, here's, here's how it looks, okay? The total of all causes of deaths, okay? Let me see if I can scroll down. In age groups are all presented here from July 1999 through 2020 by state and age group. Yep. The plots show death rates for 22 contiguous states west of the Mississippi River. Okay. 
We've got the data, which we can post, and I'll uh, put it out there. You're welcome to follow my Facebook page. I just slap stuff out there anymore because I've got too much information coming in. The state, of course, mandated restrictions for these 22 states varied from the least restrictive in the United States, which is South Dakota and Utah, to some of the most restrictive, which is California and New Mexico. So here are the 22 states west of the Mississippi. Okay, Least restrictive, South Dakota, most restrictive, California. South Dakota, Utah, then North Dakota, Iowa, Oh, Idaho, Iowa, Wyoming, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Okay, those are the top 10. Okay, least restricted all in the western United States. Nebraska at 12, Montana at 15, Kansas at 17, Nevada at 22, Louisiana at 23, Texas at 25. Then you had Minnesota, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, New Mexico, which is second most restrictive in the western United States, and then California. And then they put it in this slide that says the total of all causes of death rates show that, number one, relative to things that kill us all the time, COVID-19 is not deadly, not exceptionally deadly, that is. And that's true for every single age group. And number two, the other conclusion is, the state-mandated restrictions have been all cost and no benefit. And we can definitively say that for the following five states. Oregon, Washington, Colorado, New Mexico, and California. So let's go to the data, all right? And we're going to look from, this is through a 20-year period, from 1999 through 2020, all right? And we'll start first with uh, North Dakota, or excuse me, South Dakota, shall we? You look at the uh, death rates from 1999 through 2020, and they stayed the same, the deaths per 100 in age group. The highest ever was actually out in 2002 for South Dakota, for 85 plus, which was nearly 9 per 100. The highest in the age group 75 to 84 was the highest in 2005, even higher than COVID 2020. Okay, And then you have the 65 through 74, the death rate is actually higher, if you can believe it, in 2008 than it is in 2020 for South Dakota. The next one there, why don't we take a look at uh, Nebraska, Dowd. Yep. And if you look at Nebraska, the highest 85-plus death rate that they had, 9 per 100, happened in the year 2002. If you look at the highest rate for ages 75 through 84, their highest death rate marginally is 2015, which is about 3.5 per 100. It's only about three and a, three per 100 in 2020 with COVID infections. And then you look at 65 to 74. And remember, we're only focused on the COVID-impacted infections because people under the age of 50 don't die of COVID-19, generally speaking. It's so nominal, it's not even worth tracking. School age, 0 to 24, 25 to 44, and really 45 to 64, we're not even going to mention because it's really nominal. It's so incredibly flat. And you see every one of those graphs right there, right, Dow? Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Every single one is flat. Every single one. The only places where it changes is 65 plus. Okay? So let's go through a different state. Why don't we go to Arizona? We we hear Arizona all the time, right? Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Governor hates Arizona. They're the worst. Texas, Texas, they're the worst. So let's do uh, Arizona first. Okay, one of the worst performing. uh, Forget where it was in terms of the most restrictive, that would be 29th most restrictive uh, in the country. 
a little bit uh, more restrictive than uh, Texas, right? If you look at the highest death rates in the history of Arizona from 1999 through 2020, you would see that 2002, yep. about nine per 100. Per, per uh, 100,000, actually. Well, yeah, per 100,000. I'm sorry. Yep. Right. Thank you. Uh, when you look at uh, 2020, the year, you're looking at about 8.2, which is probably, it's definitely lower than 2001 through 2008. For some reason, between 2010 and 2018, uh, it was below 8 per 100,000. That's Arizona. That's for the 85 plus. 75 to 84, well, that's the only time that we've seen in Arizona is, is as high as it is in 2002. It's about 3.5 per 1,000, about 3.5 per 100,000 in 2020. Okay? You'd have to go all the way back to 2002. Okay? That's what we're looking at. And 65 to 74. Pretty flat, but it's about the same as it was in 2003. That's what you're looking at. And finally, Texas. Why don't we go down to Texas and look at that, because those are the other two two, two states. In Texas, 85-plus yep. for 2020, you're looking at 8 per 100,000, 8 per 100 in, in the age group, excuse me. In 2002, you're looking at 10 per 100, 85-plus. Yeah. Doing better. Significantly this, better in yeah. 2020, which is a COVID-infected year. 75 through 84, well, not since 2003 have we had this high of deaths. All down, but not as high as 2002, 2001. This is absolutely mesmerizing. And 65 yeah. to 74, same thing. The same trend holds up. Okay, so maybe something changed in New Mexico. This is why we have such big draconian measures. So let's have let's, to protect yeah, public Arizona, health. Texas. Now let's look at Texas, excuse me, California and New Mexico. Why don't we go to the tape first with California? California. Such big draconian measures. We got to pre- prevent every death doubt. Well, skill difference. Significantly higher in 2001. Yep. Than it was in 2020. In fact, it's below eight per hundred, much better than even Texas or Arizona and California. And you look at that's for 85 plus. You look 75 to 84. Well, 2020 is about the same as it was back in 2006. 65 to 74, that age group, about the same. Well, I would say all things would probably hold because in the state of New Mexico, here's what it looks like. This is how you know your governor's edicts, actions have had zero impact. All the things that she's done, it's all cost, no benefit. She's destroyed the economy for, what do we average, 42 deaths per day? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody really dies of COVID. They die with COVID. Do you know what I yep. mean by that? It's significant like, difference. That is not the only <laughs> thing that they're impacted by. That's very yeah. important to point that out. 85 plus, it's about 8.2 per 100 in 2020 for New Mexico. Well, back in uh, 2001, it was about 9.5. You have a lower chance of dying in 2020 in the state of New Mexico, even with COVID being such a significant impact than you did back in 2001. Or even 2008. Even 2000, oh yeah, 2008, that's interesting. Yeah, a slight uptick there. I wonder what that is. Uh, 75 through 84. That age group, not since 2002, the same number. 65 through 74, same exact thing. 
folks, here's what you need to understand about this num- these numbers. This is over a 21-year history, and thank you to the very intelligent man who will not be named here on this program who put this information together. Sad that we have to keep these kind of secrets in the, in the culture we live in today, but we do. Well, he has to keep a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought I thought science was about investigation and inquiry and debate. I thought uh, I thought someone putting forward these statistics would be welcomed in the scientific community, right? You would think. You uh, think, think. I thought it was about the flattening the curve uh, data <clears throat> and science, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Well, what it was can... until it became about the 2020 election. Well, or yeah. maybe it was always about the 2020 maybe, election. Maybe it always was. Maybe the total it... of all death rates show that number one, relative to the things that kill us. COVID-19 is not exceptionally deadly, nope. and that's for all age groups. All age groups. But particularly anything uh, 50 and below, folks. It's so nominal, it's not even not even notable. And the state-mandated restrictions here in the state of New Mexico and anywhere else have been all cost and no benefit. People get sick. And, in fact, what we found, as you've seen in some of the highlighting that we've done in some of the articles, is the flu in several states is much more deadly yep. than COVID-19. Yep. Some years it can be more you know, mild or, or stronger. I'm, I'm trying to, Eddie, and if you can if you critique my, my analogy here with, with the Rona. Trying, sure. trying to explain this to people who are just trapped in the hysteria and whatever, I don't know, Sanjay Gupta is telling them, whatever their idiot governor is telling them. We're all trains headed for a cliff, every single one of us. We're all trains headed for a cliff. Okay, we're going off that cliff, and we're going somewhere else. Now, an atheist like me says you're going nowhere. Religious people say, well, maybe you're going you know, some other kind of form of existence. But one thing we can all agree on, we're all trains going off a cliff. The Rona hangs out near trains that are about to go off that cliff, and it sort of jumps on those trains almost as they're going over the cliff. It has no interest in those of us who might be, say, 40 or 50 years from going over the cliff. It jumps on trains that are going over, plunging into that, that terrible canyon, going, manifesting themselves in a new life and some new existence, maybe as fertilizer, maybe in the afterlife. Um, so if the Rona didn't exist, these trains would still be going over the cliff, is what I'm saying. Okay? They jump onto people in nursing homes, the, the sickly, the obese, the people with severe uh, diabetes. And so, a heck over the last six months, a heck of a lot of the, heck of a lot of these people who are considered victims of COVID were going to die anyway. And Eddie right. made Eddie made the key distinction, which to American people, I bet you, not one in ten American people understand this distinction: dying from COVID and dying with COVID. If I died from COVID at my age, I'm fairly thin, I'm fairly healthy, and I don't really have any medical problems at all. From, from. I would be dying from COVID. Um, if you are in the nursing home and you're near the in the last six or eight months of your life, you've got multiple comorbidities, and your train is going off that cliff, folks, because all of our trains are eventually going off that cliff. COVID, in all likelihood, played a minor or maybe not even any role in your fatality. And that's the the math here that we're trying to explain to people who are hopped up on the hysteria and have been since day one and think this is some uniquely terrible challenge that's killing Americans right and left. It is not. This wonderful data that we just received uh, from a scientist uh, confirms that. And, of course, Eddie has been have, had a spreadsheet online that's been looking at this kind of data from day one. So We could see that there was nominal impact by any additional restrictions that were created by your governor, or any governor for that matter, as we've seen across 22 states west of the all Mississippi. All costs, no benefit. That's right, all costs and, and no benefit. Well, I mean, if you want the unemployment rate to be in double digits, I guess that's a benefit of sorts, I guess. Yeah, there's somebody else who's sending me something. We'll talk about the six o'clock hour. I knew about this uh, Bill Richardson uh, article uh, 
you know, on the uh, Daily Mail. Uh, it, trust me, folks. <laughs> uh, let's see. Father uh, Jones is uh, part of the uh, vicar. This is from the uh, vicar general. Did I tell you what happened today? I saw online. Did you, you see that? You see what I did? You, you did a little agitation, didn't you? <laughs> well, I was pretty angry. So in front of St. Teresa, and just to switch subjects very, very quickly, I, just, I wanted to share this uh, information with all of you. Uh, I think Tim Keller is a uh, registered, um, yeah, I think he goes to a uh, parishioner over at uh, St. Teresa. At least that's what I've been told by one Connie V. Hill. She told me. She told me not to mess with uh, Father uh, Chavez as well as not to mention or not to mess with any of that stuff. They want to do like a homeless thing over there and that uh, apparently Tim Keller goes there. So apparently I'm not supposed to mess with the mayor because he goes there. Here's what uh, Father Chavez wrote. Or I should say, uh, what do you call it when you put letters on? He put them on a board. Mm Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, this was uh, taken this morning at 9.45 a.m. Thank you, Matt. Uh, It said, racism, walls, lies, greed, antichrist. Justice RBG, RIP, rest in power. That's what it says on the front of the St. Therese as of 9.45. That was taken down approximately at 11.30 a.m. I've got the photo. It's there. This isn't slander or anything else. Uh... I demanded, and I, I wrote immediately, and just to let you know, I mean, all the politicos pay attention to my um, Facebook page, I guess. Well, it's public. I said, the both photos were taken this morning at 945. I want Father Chavez gone. Father Chavez is weaponizing Catholics against their own interests. This needs to be removed immediately. Calling Trump the Antichrist after he nominated a woman who is being attacked for her Catholicism is the very essence of the Antichrist. Why is a Catholic pastor of St. Therese attacking Donald Trump? I demand his removal immediately. Please go protest his church. I have flags for you and anything else that you need. Archdiocese and the vicar have been notified, as I just mentioned, as has St. Pius. Uh, it was just ex- expressed to me by Connie V. Hill that this is the very church that Mayor Tim Keller, who is also a St. Pius X graduate and a Notre Dame graduate, attended. Now, let me say something what I was really upset about, and this goes out to the very core of the nomination of the justice, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And it's this. She's a Catholic, mother of seven, two adopted children, and she is getting attacked for her faith. And the very faith that she's getting attacked for is being represented by a priest who is a flaming liberal who is espousing progressive and hatred towards our president, as well as his nomination, uh, as well as, as his hate toward a nomination of a Catholic Catholic Supreme Court justice. And I just could not tolerate because I think that he's leading his flock, or I should say our flock, uh, astray. So I called him out, and by 1130, that was gone. There you go. Talk about uh, quick quick response. Uh, Eddie, the IRS, okay, as far back in the 1950s, oh, 501. Uh, Congress approved an amendment by uh, none other than Senator Lyndon Johnson, to prohibit 501c3 organizations, which includes charities and churches, from engaging in any political campaign activity. To the extent Congress has revisited the ban over the years, it has, in fact, strengthened the ban. So, um, you know, some uh, legal and regulatory uh, non-compliance. Fire him. Somebody, this is not his First Amendment. Somebody should fire uh, or remove uh, Father Chavez. This is uh, from Glenn Jones, Father Glenn Jones. They will be addressing this uh, shortly. 
Now, I'm fine if you want to go ahead and say, you know, I love Obama or Black Lives Matter or whatever you're going to go ahead and put there. That's fine. But when you call the president of the United States the Antichrist and you compound it with the timing that you had a Catholic nominated to the Supre- our country's Supreme Court and you do it during that time, I believe that you should be removed. It uh, really is uh, that simple. Uh, hi, Eddie. Do you guys know anything about the Secretary of the Public Safety and the Governor's Cabinet being fired? Yes, I do. Maybe he didn't enforce our whole dictates. By the way, the virus is all but gone. I have a sibling who's respiratory therapist back in Jersey. The first hotspot. Congrats on that's actually a second. Uh, Washington State is the first. Congrats on the award. Uh, you have a great voice. God bless. Eileen. <laughs> I don't have any internal uh, special knowledge about that, Eddie, but I will quote the Santa Fe, New Mexican, the... Uh, Daily newspaper up there in Fantasy, uh, the departure of the uh, public safety secretary is, quote, the eighth cabinet secretary who has left or announced that they plan to do so since Lujan Grisham took office 20 months ago. Kind of having a cha- chaotic administration up there. People, She can't seem to retain her managers, can you she? You think she's drunk at this point? Hmm. Something's going on up there. I mean, I, I really do. I just think that she's drunk at this point, just drunk with, with power, you know? I mean, if you have to really kind of think drunk about it. Drunk on her own grandiosity, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you said eight? Uh, number eight, who has left or announced that they will be leaving in, 20, in 20 uh, months. And that's the Secretary of Health as well, right? Uh, public Safety. Kunkel. Oh, Kunkel, yeah, yeah. Kunkel, she's, uh, uh, you know, she's still listed. You asked me last week. She's yeah. still listed on the website, so I don't think oh, she's officially okay. gone yet. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the budget because of the, uh, the, the Olivia Padilla? Yep. Yeah, she's gone. Yep. Right. Office yeah. of African American Affairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The epidemiologist. Oh, state epidemiologist. Yeah, there yeah. gone. That's not a cabinet secretary position. Oh, the public education. I forgot. That was right out of the <laughs> right. gates, right? They yeah. never even actually had a meeting. Wow. God. <laughs> Can you imagine not even having a meeting with your boss yet getting fired from your boss? Mm. Even, yeah. I, even I haven't pulled that off. <laughs> uh, infection and fatality ratio, Eddie, 0.000003%, 0 to 19 years. Uh, 20 to 49 years, 0.0002%. 50 to 69, 0.005%. 70 plus years, 0.054%. So we never even achieved the one. Uh, another way of saying that, um, Ron DeSantis, uh, one of our finest governors in, in America, in yep. the no income right to work, no income tax right to work state of uh, Florida. I put this up uh, on my Facebook five days ago. He tweeted out, CDC recently updated estimated infection fatality rates for COVID. Here are the updated survival rates by age group. Oh, 0 99. to 19, 99.997%. <laughs> 20 to 49, 99.98%, 50 to 69, 99.5%, 70 plus, 94.6%. Can you imagine having a governor that is spreading facts yeah. and data that don't right? that don't encourage hysteria and fear? Can you imagine having a governor uh, like that in Florida? They do have one of those. Well, governors. and uh, we are going to win Florida. so that's. Uh, oh, I think so. Good. Yeah, I think Trump's going to win Florida. Yeah, and uh, by the way, uh, we've got uh, Rudy Grande. I believe uh, Rudy Grande is uh, standing by. Right, Rudy? Rudy, you there? Always. Yes, I All right, am. sorry for the uh, long segment. We'll just bring you right in. Go ahead. Never sorry about that. That was great information. i got to tell you, it's got uh, time for us to put things together, starting with the weather. What a great week. It's going to be mid-80s. I mean, this is perfect fall weather. Right now, a little under that weather right now, 70 degrees at the Santa Ana Star. It's 69 at Isleta and 69 at the Rock of Talk. Traffic was starting to stumble. I'm kind of suspicious this is just driving into that sunset. Basically, I-25 southbound, you're going to crowd up right there as you leave San Mateo, and you're not going to get speeds back to get beyond Comanche. 
On the northbound side, looks at like I-25 northbound past Montgomery. The stall is gone, but the memory lingers. All the some wonderful dog toys on sale right now. we got some Halloween dog toys in, and we're also uh, doing a special today. If you want to come in and mention that you heard us on this radio show, then we'll give you a free tennis ball for your dog. Gotta love that. Now, the dogs love all of the toys, so come on by. And, of course, you get the uh, uh, window sticker from the Rock of Talk at Petland. Today we are at Petland on Ventura and Paseo del Norte right there in the Trader Joe's Shopping Center. Come on by and see us. With that, we're up to date. Now, let's dive into the Rock of Talk. You know nice. the German uh, the version? original version, yeah. Uh, Peter Schilling or Nana in German, which is better. Uh-huh. Well, you're an opera singer, so uh, you, you, we, we know how good German opera is. Yeah, German opera. The ring cycle. Rough. <laughs> well, my favorite conductor actually did conduct the ring cycle. Oh. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, Herbert von Karajan. You want to see something amazing? The only reason to boy the... Uh, yeah, I shared that with you, right? The Deutsche Grammophon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Membership, $140, yeah. is just to watch that man conduct the tiny tyrant, and a, uh, that's what they used can to refer you, to him. Can he you, was if, you, if you listen to sure. uh, some classical music... Conduct, I can tell the difference, you, you yes. can tell, yeah, Based between, on the conductor, okay. It's, it's all speed and understanding of music, but I don't read music, but I do understand because I've listened to it. Yeah, yeah, musical, uh, the classical music uh, appreciation class went a long way with me, and I, I never lost it. But, you know, I grew up as during that time when, uh, when they had the, the three tenors. Of so course. I was 17 years yeah. old, and uh, yes, I was yeah. feeling Placido Domingo before Placido Domingo was yeah. feeling all the uh, <laughs> Sopranos. My mother was a big Placido fan. Yeah, didn't one of them end up having a little kind of a hashtag Me Too problem? Uh, that would be Placido. Uh, that was Placido. Yeah, he could not uh, keep his Placido off his uh, <coughs> off his, anyway, his, his Domingos. There we go. Well, 550, 50, 500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, it's Allie Inniga. How are you doing? Good, Allie. What's going on? Uh, tell us what you're up to. I, I figured that was you uh, on the phone. You had texted me a bunch. I just saw that. So I'm like, I wonder if Allie's uh, on there. She is a House yeah. District 15 candidate. You hear a commercial right here in the Kiva. And, uh, you're going to be on uh, Channel 4 tonight. Uh, but how's the campaign yep. going? So going really, really well. Um, the ads are doing great from what I understand and um, feeling really good. Always, you know, dangerous to say I got this in the bag. I know I don't, you know, so I'm working hard every day to make sure that I meet people and I'm out there doing what I need to do. So Good. You know, you lock indoors, right? You got to walk in and talking. That's right. That's, That's good. Right. Walking, talking, and knocking. That's what it's all about. And, you know, knowing uh, the uh, lay of the land, House District uh, uh, 15, your opponent is the incumbent. Her name is? Uh I don't want to mention it. You don't have to, but you do have an opponent, House District 15. Well, tell us about the uh, boundaries and the place that you represent, and the really three big issues that you're focusing on. Okay, so um, the boundaries are I've got a little bit of the west side uh, above uh, Montaño Paseo and west of the river, and I've got some of Los Ranchos, most of North Valley, and some of the Northeast Heights. It's a big area. It's a very it big is. area. But right now, right now, um, 
I am. The three big things I'm concerned about are, of course, education. I was a teacher for seven years, so I'm very passionate about that. Um, and I'm concerned about taxes as a small business owner. I'm very concerned about um, taxes and what it's doing to us and what it's doing to the small businesses that are left. And I'm also very, very concerned about crime So and the homeless. And, you know, I have some videos on my um, website, whatwillallydo.com and Allie4NM. And those videos tell exactly how I feel and what I want to do about those three things. You're going to do a little bit of a cleanup over at the uh, Balloon Fiesta, which is actually Balloon Fiesta Park, which is actually in your district. Absolutely. So um, because we're not having Balloon Fiesta, we are, uh, I am planning with my team, we're planning to do a cleanup from 2nd Street over to Jefferson on Alameda just to have a community involvement. We can look at the balloons that are going up, you know, because they are going to do kind of a modified schedule where it's just the balloons. So there's no vendors, no spectators, um, but it's part of our community. It's local. It's, you know, it's, it's what we need to do just to feel safe, to feel part of the community. Let's just, you know, I'm inviting anybody who wants to come. I've got some T-shirts that I'm giving away that you can wear, um, of course, with my logo on it. But also um, I'll have trash bags and Gloves if you want to wear them, masks if you want to wear them, burritos for breakfast. So come at 9 o'clock on Saturday morning to the Balloon Fiesta Park. Um, It's the parking lot that's closest to Alameda. That's where we'll be meeting. You'll see my car. It's got my logo on it. And um, I think it's just going to be fun just to spend time with your community, your family, your friends, kids. Um, What will Allie do? Allie will clean up Balloon Fiesta Park. October 3rd, uh, this Saturday at 9 a.m., so go get some uh, breakfast uh, burritos. And the best thing she said all day is, is masks if you want to wear them. There you go. That's hey. the way that it should be because that's the way it is in Nebraska and other states. Allie, thank you so much for calling in. We've got to have you in studio soon. Yes, thank you, Eddie. Take Absolutely. care. Absolutely. Uh, Allie, I, I have a problem with, with this issue, Mr. Aragon, because uh, Allie and I work together uh, more well, more or less together, at least in the same building for some time, and I live in our district, so... If I don't turn out for the cleanup, I think I'm going to hear about it. So. Clean up. My, my son uh, cleans up. and Will you go sing the song like like uh, Ding Dong? Oh. Clean oh. up, clean up, clean up. I would never presume. I would never presume <laughs> to, to copy the famous Ding Dong. Yeah, he's, uh, he's amazing. Uh, he's he's really a Future uh, entomologist. Uh, yeah. yes. Steve Ash and Sam Man, good dudes. And uh, back after a quick break. 543, back and four, AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. Always have way more. Uh, folks, we do so many hours of uh, show prep and reading. Uh, you have no idea. We thank you for recognizing us, this radio station, this radio show, and me, the Rock of Talk, uh, for us, uh, fourth year in a row, Reader's Choice Award. And glad to uh, be representing you uh, here in Albuquerque. And uh, they did point out that I was 11th generation New Mexican, but I don't care if you're 11th day New Mexican. We're just glad to have you here in the Kiva. 544 back and forth on the Rock of Talk.